2: when Ryan's ends, when it's time to begin, it's on the Rewind A with John Pollock and waiting the 18 that makes sense that these things we see in the ring every week on TV, it's Rewind A for Monday night, load a Tuesday morning from the post-wrestling site, it's Rewind A Raw, Monday night, on USA, now on the John and Way, take the mic. Hello everybody, welcome to Rewind A Raw, I am John Pollock along with Way... Wei- ting tonight hello way hey
0: john happy family day
2: yes congratulations Mm -hmm. another family day down
0: (laughs) what is this like the third like it doesn't feel like it's
2: no 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 this started i think dude it's been around for like 14 years at this point i think 2008 was the first family day recognition in uh select provinces
0: is that so okay wow we've had families for that long eh?
2: No, we've been celebrating families for that long. We've had families longer than that.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Well, that's nice. Families matter. 2007, actually. I just looked it up. 2007? Oh, same, same year as... uh, As what? <laughs> I don't know. Something else in... No, something you were going to say
2: that was inappropriate that you're... No
0: no, 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 no. Uh, I, I I, was te- teeing it up for you to to give us a wrestling fact.
2: Oh, okay. Well, um... Let's move on, uh okay. You know tonight, Edge said he's throwing down the gauntlet for WrestleMania, but I want to ask you about your personal gauntlet um that I cannot take my eyes off of. This is a, a majestic thing of beauty over that- your left shoulder.
0: Oh man, yeah, my Lego infinity gauntlet yeah. absolutely yeah i
2: can't I can't not look at it
0: it's look it's beautiful, this. isn't it
2: How many hours went into that? I mean, one evening,
0: you know it doesn't take a whole lot. Wow yeah.
2: Didn't didn't take a whole lot to build. But I mean
0: the lighting kit is like, you know, a, a, it took a bit of extra time. But mm-hmm. God, isn't it isn't it awesome? It
2: looks it looks terrific. Like it's a really nice uh set so piece cool. there. And I I heard somebody
0: else has recently gotten into their first Lego build.
2: Uh I did, yes. Um Max got this uh uh we got him a, a present with this uh uh like four hundred piece, near four hundred piece Lego set of Ooh. uh of this gigantic truck. And it came with like the world's largest, fattest manual. And uh, he had help from uh, multiple, uh, multiple people, but I sat down with him for like two nights and it became like, I ended up like taking over at some points. Like I was really enjoying this. And, uh, and then we did, we did it together for the ending part. And I was, I was conveying like the uh, experiences you've had where I was like, He's like, I want this to be done now. It's like, Max, part of the fun is the actual putting it together. Don't you want to like enjoy putting it together? It's like, no, I want to play with it. (laughs) I want it to be done. So I I enjoyed the building process because once it's done, it's done. And I mean, he is uh, he is playing with it. But well,
0: I I mean, I I saw you post it and, and it was wonderful. This this set is really quite impressive. I mean, it says seven plus on the box, John, and I know your kid is not seven. So quite the advanced build, but that is absolutely true. You know, part of the process is, is actually the assembly, and um, I'm I'm glad at least you know one one fan was was made.
2: Yeah, I, I went online after and looked at like different different steps, and I and I took a glance at, at the Home Alone project, and that seems that's intense. That's an intense one. Like that you really have to one. be committed, and uh, and maybe de- like take time off work to dedicate yourself to <laughs> such an undertaking, but. Uh, nonetheless, goals—goals well goals for everyone out there. Well worth it. Uh, how's how's your evening going? It's going pretty well. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're we're going through some home rental right now, so I've I've been without kitchen and upstairs bathroom for you know a better part of a week. So when when you kind of like don't have some of these like things you take for granted, like like a sink and the main floor, mm. it's like you, your life kind of feels a bit incomplete, you know. So um i'm you know we're, we're it's a bit disorienting but but it's coming together
2: well that's that's good to hear uh th- this is a very painful edition of raw but not from the usual uh cases i i don't know what i did if i ate something dude, i i i was in some pain through these three hours like i felt like i had a knife going through my uh, going through my midsection for 90 percent of this show <laughs> that that's no good yeah that's terrible I'm like, doing. I I feel okay now, but I I've not felt good all night. This uh this tea has been a a lifesaver. Was it something you ate? I don't know. I don't know what it was. This came around like four, four o'clock, and it just had like this this sharp pain. I don't think it's serious. What? If it, if it was serious, I would um. You're worrying me. I would not bring it up. Well, if I if I if I pass out, then this will be like one of those ominous podcasts, that people go back. It's like his final words. <laughs> just
0: to, oh, don't say that. No, I mean, it's, it's
2: it's a sto- it's a stomachache. It's uh it's not too bad, but it was very uncomfortable right. to watch Raw. Oh, that's too bad. So bad review coming, I'm sure. I don't I don't know. But you, <laughs> you'll, you'll find out where we're going to get into all of it. I mean, Reggie and Dana Brooke. I mean, that was just uh some some high level acting that that we got mm. that that eased my stomach greatly. Uh, we're coming back on Tuesday night with Rewind Away number one hundred. And four. We're finally here, way to 104. And it's WrestleMania 27, chosen by Mahmoud Al Marty who will be joining us from Bahrain on Tuesday. I believe it's Bahrain. Bahrain. And how
0: he tried to say it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be chatting about this WrestleMania. Um, if people were to list the top 37 WrestleManias, this would finish there, uh, probably near the bottom. Save I mean that—that that in it for a match
0: would, I think that in itself would be an accomplishment.
2: Is this the is this the worst WrestleMania? It's not the worst WrestleMania no. of the modern era. I think it's up there, down there. I, let let me put it this way: I would put either of those empty Performance Center WrestleManias. I don't know. It's tough. Like really? it, the atmosphere okay. sucked for those two. They were really bad. But if, if you have to kind of adjust for inflation, you kind of have to adjust your your. I remember, especially after that first night of the empty WrestleMania, Pleasance, pleasantly surprised. I didn't okay. hate it. Yeah. But I, I, you know what? I'll take that back. I never want to rewatch those WrestleMania's. Either.
0: Well, yeah, it depends what you look for in a WrestleMania, right? I mean, if you're looking for in ring content, in ring
2: quality, I I
0: it's been a while since I've seen that one. So it's been a while since I've seen this one, honestly, but I'll have to, I, I, I could see the argument, but it's,
2: it's I, been 11 years since either of you have watched, either of us have watched this WrestleMania. I don't think yeah. either of us in our spare time have sat down and said, you know what? Atlanta, Georgia, April, 2011. Let's, let's fire up Cena and Ms. Right. But
0: if you're looking for atmosphere and if there's a select match, like if you happen to be a big undertaker and triple H fan, you want to see those two have their second match ever at a WrestleMania together. um, You would have quite enjoyed
2: it. Or if you remember the promotion for that match, the first time that they're ever meeting at WrestleMania, because 2001 did not exist in the lead up to this WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is what we're going to be discussing. Jerry Lawler's only WrestleMania, Snooki's only WrestleMania. Uh, And we will also discuss um, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus getting bumped to the pre-show and not making it onto the WWE Network version.
0: Yes. Yes. That will not be a part of, I don't, I don't think we'll be, I mean, I won't be watching that no, one. No, on the pre-show. But we will
2: be we will be discussing how it was bumped.
0: But we will be talking about Edge versus Alberto Del Rio, which, as referenced tonight, was Edge's final WrestleMania and final match prior to his first retirement. Yes,
2: we will be talking about that as he uh, as he plugged Rewind Away during his promo tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about that. The opener of WrestleMania. So that's coming up on Tuesday night for all members of the Post Wrestling Cafe and then we will be uh, back later this week uh with the post daily news update which returns on tuesday we were off today back tuesday through friday we've also got the return of the nwa podcast on saturday bushby and thompson's wrestling experience this thursday uh so lots of great stuff coming up post we have the entire schedule for you mm-hmm. yes let's talk uh Briefly, uh, because th- there's a lot of news from today. We won't get to all of it tomorrow, but we'll go more in-depth into this on, on Tuesday. But the New Japan Cup, uh, they laid out their uh, anniversary card for next Tuesday, uh, their first of two nights at uh, Budokan Hall, which is going to be headlined by Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tatsumi Fujinami against Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Of course, uh, when uh, Fujiwara... Uh, went and, and formed uh, pro wrestling Fujiwara Gumi. It was involving Minoru Suzuki. So long history uh, between those two, uh, an interesting main event that they're going for, for this tag match in the main event. Uh, they'll also have uh, Goto and Yoshihashi against Ryusuke Taguchi and Master Wato. Shiro Koshinaka, Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, Togi Makabe and Tomoki Honma against uh, LIJ members Naito, Sonata, Takagi, Hiromu and Bushi and Kota Ibushi is coming back. It'll be his first match since the G1 Climax and his shoulder injury, uh, teaming with Tenzan, Kojima, and Nagata against the returning Will Ospreay, the returning Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanare, and Great O'Khan. Shima, T-Hawk, and El Lindemann, the strong hearts are back, taking on Desperado, Kenamaro, and Doki. Minoru Tanaka, his first New Japan match since 2009, teaming with Taichi and Takamichinoku against El Fantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, and Bad Luck Fale. And the opener will see Sho, Yujiro, and Evil taking on tiger mask yo and ryohei oiwa so for their 50th anniversary using some of their legends including in the main event uh, i was very surprised uh, just that minoru tanaka ended up on this card the heat uh very interesting
0: yeah i mean you know what is it is it a part of um, you know uh, some sort of connection that he has with Ta- taichi and taka uh that that they decided to use him for that particular match um I'm not sure, but I mean, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see some fresh faces within new Japan.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that it's, um, it's an interesting enough card. Um, I don't think people are doing cartwheels over this, but it's uh, interesting. Nonetheless, I think what had more attention was the new Japan cup, which will be starting the next day, a 48 man, new Japan cup, which I think when they announced 48 people, uh, you were starting to believe, wow, there's going to be some, some wild entries into this. And, um, you do have some some great matches in this opening round. They're going to be doing uh, Takagi and Ishi in the opening round, Haromo and Sho, uh, Okada and Desperado. Um, but in terms of names uh, coming back, it's it's really just you know Kotobushi's back. Uh, Will Ospreay is doing the new Japan Cup. Uh, you've got Shima in the tournament. Um, for whatever reason, a bunch of random names are getting dr- uh, buys in the first round to go to the second round. Um, and I don't think there's any rhyme or reason for them. Um, it, it's just like Dick Togo has a second round bye, uh, but Okada does not. I'm sure there's some explanation, um, <laughs> that, that, that I'm just not privy to. Um, so we, we don't have to go through all of the matches here, but have you had a chance to look at the, uh, at the field way? And, uh, what did you think about just the idea of doing a 48 man tournament? Are they capable of doing a 48-man tournament? Because, man, Yudo Nakashima, the young lion, is in this thing, which I'm fine with. But, I mean, they have really just had to go to – I think people were certainly expecting, like, with 48 names, yeah, we know the limitations of flying people into Japan. But that doesn't mean we can't get creative within Japan, especially when you've just done stuff with Noah and you have – you know the the potential for some really intriguing entries into this field mm-hmm, yeah uh i mean i'll say for me the 48
0: is more of a hindrance than i think a a draw cuz i i don't think there's any way i'll be watching um even a quarter of the 48 like I will wait to see what people are suggesting it's 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 a lot of matches and a lot of things you're asking people to commit to but I also don't think they're necessarily booking just for you know a a Canadian in Toronto who subscribes to the New Japan world. I mean I think it's it, their target demo. <laughs> yeah. I uh especially a, a podcaster who watches enough wrestling in his in his own time. But you know, um I think they're booking for the people that are um hopefully buying tickets to these shows and making every single match on the card relevant towards a specific goal I I think is, is at least an interesting idea. Uh for me though, I mean it's it's not enough of a freshness of, of a roster to to get me excited about about present day New Japan.
2: Yeah the the March 2nd, the Budokan Hall show has Okada and Desperado. So that's the reason they're not doing that the night before. They usually do the world champion against the junior champion at the anniversary card. The fact is, those are the two champions that will meet in the opening round. Uh, Naito against Yujiro, Tanahashi against Yo, Taichi Yano, Makabe Cobb, Goto against Nagata, Honma against Yoshihashi, and Shima against Takamichi Noku. Ibushi comes back on March 6th in the main event against Great Okan. With Osprey against Bushi, Zach against Oiwa, Hanare against Yudo. Um, the card that, you know, at least the, the top two matches look great are the March 7th one at Oda Ward Gymnasium that has Takagi against Ishii and Hiromu against Sho. Uh, and then that's rounded out with Evil against Taguchi and Chase Owens versus Jado. Uh, so it kind of levels off there. And that's yep. your first
0: round. All of this comes, you know, uh, amongst uh, some some news that Japan is is starting to open up its its borders a bit more. So hopefully, you know, for New Japan their their rosters, uh, we're, hopefully this will sort of be like the last of of this very kind of isolated, same you know, um, small crop
2: of people. And I guess the question that I mean, it wasn't there was no mention of it, but they certainly teased it at the uh, Tokyo Dome show was like Antonio Inoki making an appearance. Mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. anniversary card I think you know he just celebrated a birthday um but you know his health issues are probably going to dictate if he is going to make a public appearance or not but uh, that was certainly at least you know brought up uh back in January so I think you know if he shows up that will be that will be an enormous story just a public appearance at a New Japan event after all of these years for Antonio Inoki. Uh so there you go that's the New Japan news. Uh tomorrow we'll go more in depth to some of the other stories uh that we missed today and whatever else is going on tomorrow. But there was a fair amount of news coming out of tonight's Raw. Following Elimination Chamber, we have uh, WrestleMania continuing to take shape. And I would, I would guess way, watching tonight's show, that you would figure they've probably got a pretty good sense of the SmackDown side. Maybe not 100%, but a good amount of it. I think Raw it is very clear that Bobby Lashley is probably out, but they are clinging to the belief that maybe... He can get through this to the point that they are (laughs) they literally had Byron Saxton state that he will challenge Brock Lesnar if he passes concussion protocol, but he probably won't. It will probably be a different match. I mean, they are it looks like the smallest of chances that Bobby Lashley can work through this uh, shoulder injury, Uh, but that's probably holding up a bunch of the Raw. Um Stuff because if you have Lashley, he figures in prominently on the raw side, and if not uh, maybe that will cause some reshuffling
0: so I mean according to the to the report that we heard following elimination chaper from um I forget the name of the podcast, but we it was on we, the
2: ringer podcast
0: okay, and we had heard what
2: four weeks four well he had estimated uh that that was a uh, Kazim who had uh prom- uh said he could be out for four months four months okay yes i I mean, does
0: it really make sense to me that like he could be out for four months? I guess if he were to undergo surgery, is that the idea?
2: I'm sure that's that's the factor. And it was reported today he was in Birmingham, Alabama, getting the shoulder checked out. And I'm sure that's the question: Can he wor- Can he get through WrestleMania, or even get through this March 5th house show? Um, or does he need this to be operated on immediately? Like he I mean, hasn't wrestled since he's hurt this. Some shoulder. of these
0: things just don't really make sense to me. Okay, because. If you want to make sure that the guy is healthy for WrestleMania, would you put him in the same match where he got injured in the first place with the same dude in a high profile main event? I mean, I I just I I don't know how he would actually make Madison Square Garden. And and I the 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 promoting of, of this match really confused me except for the idea that Perhaps we're getting another bait and switch because I think they 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 do you think that they knew that Bobby Lashley Lashley was unlikely to to actually wrestle at Elimination Chamber despite I would, the promotion
2: I would I would think when they announced the match the Monday after Rumble so two days later mm-hmm. I am sure they were hoping when they announced that match that Lashley would be okay for the chamber by the time he's getting on that flight I think they know They know damn well that he is not doing that match. And you can certainly look like that was the showdown of of the entire card. It was Lesnar and Lashley that I think was promoted even stronger than Reigns and Goldberg. Like that was Mm -hmm. the big collision in that chamber. You were not invested in any of the other four. It was those two. And you can can certainly look at um, that tactic being taken. And it's certainly not um, a tactic that WWE seems to have all that concern with promoting someone right up until match time when you know you can't deliver it
0: yeah i mean of course we saw sasha bianca Bella at at SummerSlam go through a very similar ordeal i mean i wouldn't be surprised if this was similar if like I, are we able to give them the benefit of the doubt that they know for a fact that bobby lashley you know is it could actually make listen it, when or, he's
2: getting on that plane at that point he hasn't wrestled in three weeks i don't think they're assuming that a multi-hour flight is going to suddenly your shoulder's just going to be okay oh, of course okay, not. So what I'm saying, I
0: mean, what I'm saying is, could this simply be another bait and switch, you know, where even though we know that Bobby Lashley can't physically compete, we're going to try to promote this up, up until Madison Square Garden anyway.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, yes, I would I would say like they're certainly saying that they did add tonight the caveat that he may not pass this protocol to be ready. So it's not like they're just promoting the match outright for Madison Square Garden, but they certainly dangled it tonight. And the sole intention is selling tickets to Madison square garden. Like that, this is very out of the realm of WWE promotion to shoot an angle for a house show to this degree that tells you how w- their ticket sales are. They did that dreadful number in December, and they do not want to repeat of that um, next weekend when they, when they go back. And it's not like tickets have skyrocketed for, for this Madison square garden show. And it's been loaded up like Rhonda's on the card, Brock's on the card. Um, they're they're throwing everything right down to promoting a match on national television that your 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 audience can't has no way of watching this.
0: Yeah. You know, running a house show at MSG is more than simply a house show in any other city. I mean, for them, it's a source of pride. You know, yeah. it is it is Vince, the McMahon home base. And I'm sure this show not doing well again would be a really sore spot for them. So I it doesn't surprise me that they're putting a bit of TV push behind it
2: they're they're also on the house show front um during the the Canadian spots tonight um they are having Trish Stratus host the Kitchener house show which is interesting because the next night they're in Toronto and she's not listed for that show but she is listed for the Kitchener show but the Toronto show has a really good advance so i could see maybe they figure um Kitchener is the show that that needs that that boost cuz Trish was going to do the Toronto show back in December uh, which got postponed
0: hmm, interesting okay hmm, well um, I'm
2: happy for Kitchener. K- Kitchener. We're not making yeah. the drive. It is. <laughs> we, we could go to Acton instead. Maybe it'll be worth it. Um, the, the other thing I think just before we get into raw itself was um, the WWE social media team went insane on Cody teases uh, tonight on the, you know, various references to Cody, uh, his themes, like lyrics from his theme song. They seem to be having a lot of fun with it. I wasn't uh, aggressively following it, but saw a few of their tweets. Um, you, had, you had the Miz tease in there. Um, so it, it seems like they're having their fun with it. And when are you, I, I guess, did you draw anything from tonight in terms of a direction for Cody that you think would make sense?
0: Well, I I mean you know this whole uh ms tease i think i don't know if they were uh, designing it you know to take advantage of the cody thing but certainly i i think they're capitalizing on the audience's reaction and the audience's expectation to put further heat on the logan paul reveal um does it indicate one way or, no- or another that the man's you know arrival is imminent um I mean, I think I would lean towards yes either way, even if they weren't playing with it on social media or or Mrs. Promo. But I, um, I, I, I think it's just the team having a bit of fun with you know the, the online chatter. Anyway, they could post anything, and I think all the comments underneath would would auto- automatically be about Cody. So, um, in this case, having a an obnoxious heel celebrity making an appearance, um, I suppose why not get your audience ho- audience's hopes up to disappoint them.
2: Did, did you because watching tonight, I, I would say that the the best route for, for Cody, if you're introducing him, him here, I would I would do the edge match. I think that would be the program to do it. I know I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to be looking at the AJ direction, um, but I totally took that as just a red herring tonight. And I just see that, Cody, that's that that is the best opportunity of a realistic like entry level match scenario for for him coming in i think that'd be
0: fantastic yeah it would it would be a lot of fun now what sort of story do you think they would play up you know for that one why why would Co- i mean cody Rhodes can come back and challenge really anybody and i think it'd be interesting but why would you put those two in particular together what kind of you know and how would you take advantage of i, I guess cody's you know coming like almost like a invader type of like you know character if they choose to portray him as that sort of way or or just somebody who came from the competition um to put him towards edge
2: i really don't see them putting a whole lot of stock in the like the invader coming in or anything like that i don't think this guy is going to be presented as you know the product of another company i think it's just the idea that cody rhodes is back he's now he's now a big star and he's going to face another big star. And it's a big match at WrestleMania. And then, yeah, it's, it's sort of um, h- how you build that up. But you have two guys who are two terrific promos. And, and we're going to see how Cody adapts it, in a it, WWE setting. There are also it,
0: two guys who like the devil in reality when it comes to their promos. So even if they don't explicitly state you know, the letters AEW, I'm sure if they do enter a program, there'd be plenty of allusions to it.
2: I, I'm sure you would you would have to have at least some some vague references to it. I mean, y- you could certainly get a lot more value if they were more open to to that idea. I think that is where there's a ton of um, value in, in a Cody. But I, I'm not too optimistic that they go very deep down that path. But um, let's
0: yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll talk about the edge segment and, and whatnot. Uh,
2: so this was their return to the USA Network for episode number Fifteen hundred of raw what a, they did not make a big deal out not, of, not any hard. kind of a deal about no, nothing like when it was a, a thousand episodes which was when they moved to three hours so we have got five, 500 episodes of three hour raws
0: i saw you post that that <laughs> i can't believe it a third of this show's existence which means how many years 10 10 years oh 10 my years God. this summer 10 years of these three hour raws and and they still feel like shockingly unbearable I mean, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm gotten more used to it, but still, it's like it's it hasn't gotten that much easier in the 10 years. I,
2: I got a text from a friend like 20 minutes into Raw, and it was just, how do you watch this every week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how it's a was test.
0: It? It's a marathon.
2: Yeah. So uh, prior to the show, they taped uh, the following matches for main event. Veer defeated Apollo Crews and Liv Morgan over Queen Zelina. Brock Lesnar starts the show in his sweater. Very, He was very hot inside uh, this ring. And addresses. Uh, it was never Columbia, South Carolina. It was the the University of South Carolina, or just Hey, Carolina. Never heard Columbia.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So Brock is out there, and he gets interrupted by Paul Heyman, who notes that he represents the only true champion in WWE, and Lesnar might not even make it to WrestleMania as champion, noting that Lesnar must defend the title on March 5th at Madison Square Garden. Ticket, 5,300 tickets out per WrestleTix. So there you go. That is, that is your cause and effect. And it will be against Bobby Lashley unless he does not pass concussion protocol. And if he doesn't pass, there will be someone suitable as a replacement for the title match. And then Lesnar mentions that this Friday, SmackDown's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And he asked, do you know what's, what's going to be in Hershey? And I thought someone would just say, Dr. George Zahorian
0: um (laughs) but no in fact uh
2: what's going to be in Hershey on Friday is Brock Lesnar who is showing up to confront Roman Reigns and introduce himself as the new champion so uh there we go Lesnar will be appearing on Smackdown this Friday and that was our segment of a promo to build up a house show which I cannot remember the last time that occurred unless they make a last minute call and put this on the network um which but but then
0: are they gonna have to pay more fees for filming in MSG you know, I mean that the whole thing, uh, or-
2: it, it's an expensive place to, to, to run and it becomes a much more um, like if you were to shoot that as like a live special. Yeah, you're, you're adding more costs uh, up on that. I think at the very least, you have to put this match up on YouTube or something like you're directing your TV audience to it. It has storyline ramifications that I would hope that they at least post um, the match yes. or something clips
0: yeah i'm curious what the legality is between you know something that's considered a full-on broadcast and you know something that's like on a streaming you know uh, platform but anyway to me like the standout thing about this is this brock lesnar energy the man comes out (laughs) like just full-on saskatchewanian you know like do they wear those sweaters in Saskatchewan? I, I don't know. In my mind, in my mind, people in in, in the prairies wear wear this have this look like a cowboy hat and just this like gaudy, you know, sweater or whatever he had on. Like this new Brock Lesnar's energy is just like so captivating and so fun because it is so drastically different from the character, the tough guy, the monster that he's portrayed for the better part of twenty years um between the promos and that like seeing that McAfee interview I think was really eye opening because it's not just uh, the on-screen you know presentation of Brock Lesnar that is different like I mean even in interviews he, he, there's just a I don't know what's gotten into him mean like the guy just feels uh, like comfortable being himself he's joking around he's char- charismatic and I think he really looks like he's loving his job
2: lately yeah, it's I mean, it's a stark contrast to like Brock Lesnar's promos like there, there was a reason that, you know, when they brought him back also 10 years ago and it was Johnny Ace that was like his spokesman for the first week or two. And it was dreadful. And they had to they had to. And this was when man WWE and Paul Heyman were at far opposite sides uh, uh, in terms of just any kind of working relationship. So the fact that they had to make that call. Uh, to Paul Heyman like that tells you how much they were invested in Lesnar and realizing that we need to call in Paul Heyman and totally change the Brock presentation but now this is a case where as in this character he has certainly adapted to it in in a way that I don't think too many people saw him uh, being able to change his his promos to such a level.
0: It really just feels like him you know like i I don't know how much of it is written for him i think it's just strictly him like being his what what feels like a goofy self that he probably is in his private life Mm -hmm.
2: so rollins and owens are backstage and kevin patrick says their path to wrestlemania does not look clear And Owens says they're the best team on Raw. We beat RK-Bro. Rollins beat Orton last week. So tonight they're facing RK-Bro in a rematch. And if they win, they'll be added to the tag title match with Alpha Academy and RK-Bro in two weeks. And then maybe we'll challenge the Usos at WrestleMania. So our path looks very clear. And Owens notes that going to WrestleMania with his best friend, that could make it bearable that WrestleMania is happening in that hellhole of Dallas, Texas. Mm Mm-hmm. That yeah. mud hole of Dallas, Texas.
0: Right there, you go. Yeah, keep throwing, throwing that shade at that state.
2: Alpha Academy and the Street Profits. They had the advantage on Ford. He went for the sunset flip, and Gable caught him with a Northern Lights. Uh, hot Tag is made to Dawkins, who hits the silencer. Ford does a blockbuster off his shoulders. Otis makes the save, and then Gable goes to the floor. Ford tries for a scoop slam, but Otis lands on top, and Gable holds down Ford's leg as Otis gets the pin and Alpha Academy. This has got to be a record for champions that are winning matches outside of a uh, Roman Reigns.
0: It just might be. Yeah. What a stark contrast from, I guess the months and weeks and whatnot of, of them not being on TV whatsoever. They're actually pushing them like they are the champions. And this was a good match. In particular, I thought Dawkins was really spotlighted this time. Usually, it's like Ford who you know is the one who's sort of like the the Sean of the group who who gets the, all the spotlight. But here it was Ford taking the pinfall, Dawkins getting the high spots. So really good chemistry between these four. I thought they all looked great.
2: Kevin Patrick is with Tommaso Ciampa, and he is asked if it's pressure being here on Ziggler and Rude's home turf of Raw. Said nope, and he's teaming with Finn Balor. And Balor said he never forgets where he came from. They have fought in the past, but tonight they stand shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder on the road to WrestleMania. And this was Balor's return. He has been off since January 17th. That, that was the uh, the last we had seen him, I believe.
0: Right, okay. What That was... Uh,
2: on Raw what, with Austin Theory.
0: Uh, okay, so he lost the Theory program and just took off.
2: Uh, yes, he's been retooling. So yeah. Balor and Ciampa against uh, Dolph Ziggler and... Robert Rude. Uh, They did a pretty good job promoting this match with Ziggler and Chompa for tomorrow night on NXT. And we had a match here with three former NXT champions. Yeah. Roode in there. No, <laughs> there was a part here where Jimmy Smith was talking about uh, one of his first broadcasts of NXT and getting to watch Walter who Graves noted. I think you mean Gunther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> who I meant. Gunther. <laughs> Uh, Ziggler and Rude go to the floor. There's a dive by Ballard to set up the commercial. They come back. They're in control of Ciampa. uh Ending sees Rude come off into a flying knee by Champa and a sunset roll up catches Rude. So Champa gets the win, uh pinning Rude and going into Tuesday night against Ziggler with the almighty momentum.
0: Yes, he he has it. This this too was surprising. Number one because I, I think it's a surprising amount of push for NXT. You know, um, again giving Champa an appearance on the show. This is like what. I mean, feels like a pretty lengthy program, uh, at least, you know, when it comes to NXT integration here. Um, And they gave the NXT guy a win over the established main roster guy in Bobby Roode, which uh, was also surprising. I, You know, like, I think Ciampa is one of those names where we all know if they wanted him on the main roster, they would have already put him up there. So um, seeing him, you know, and his size, I, I think the questions are always going to be, how is he going to, you know, Look like Tommaso Ciampa in NXT when he's being put up against guys like, you know, Randy Orton. But I'll say, at least like seeing him in the ring here with guys like Ziggler and Rude and Balor, I, Ciampa looked like he fit right in. He did not feel small to me here. And really all that stood out was his work rate, his cool look. Um, so if, if you're going to use this as, as sort of like a litmus test for whether or not Ciampa would be successful, I think this was a great crop of guys to p- pair him with. And the crowd reacted well to him, I thought. They were treating him. They were accepting him as like the main focus, even ahead of Finn Balor.
2: They've come so far since they uh I remember when when Charlotte was the NXT women's champion and they brought her to Raw to get beat by Natalia before a big takeover special. It's ridiculous. So wow. uh, Well, he doesn't have the belt. I mean, if Chopa
0: I mean, they did that to carrying Cross like <laughs> not long ago. What are you talking about?
2: Well, we've we've come so far from <laughs> Karrion Cross. The next segment was Miz TV. Miz insults the crowd and states how they relate to someone like Ray instead of Miz. And therefore, they look past Ray's misconducts and using his son, Dominic, to cheat and beat him on Saturday. He has found a new partner, someone he can relate to, someone he can trust from a fighting family, a pioneer. He's very dashing. He's an athlete and a celebrity. But before he can reveal who it is, the Mysterios come out. And Ray says, you and I are not the same. And I don't know anyone in that locker room that would team up with you. So this outsider can go back to where they came from and give their moment at WrestleMania to someone who deserves it. And Miz asks if Dominic deserved a WWE contract or if his dad just got it for him. So Dominic takes the microphone, my favorite words, and he says... I knew what it took to become a star watching ringside all of those years when my dad, he brought me here, but I will do what it takes to stay here. Miz, this is my blood, my family. It's everything I know. And I'm about to wreck shop on you, Miz. And then Miz suggests a tag team match at WrestleMania with his partner, Logan Paul and out comes a billboard for this dude's maverick clothing line. I mean, it was um, what that was subtlety a a match made in heaven here, but WWE and his uh, promotional prowess. So Logan makes a crack about Ray's size. Dominic accepts the match on their behalf. And then they just destroy Ray and Dominic here. They send them both into the corner. Miz hits a skull crushing finale on Ray. Paul does his own on Dominic. Um, this did get some, some heat. Um, so that sets up our, our match for WrestleMania. I will say, I think whenever you do one of these like celebrity angles, what you want to have coming out of it is like a really talked about set, like something that is going to gain a lot of interest and attention. I don't think this really reached that, um, but they've got six weeks and Logan Paul seems game to do probably anything that is going to get attention. and we'll We'll see how how they build this up, but it does kind of feel like a a tag match that is gonna be in the middle of one of the cards,
0: yeah, I don't think it really achieved like hey like what's the big news coming out of raw uh logan paul you know for for one thing, i mean we've already seen Logan Paul had plenty of integration in the w w e and for another. I mean, you're keeping Cody in the top
2: of everybody's minds, right? So that's that conversation. I think is they actually going positioned this as a, as a bit of a letdown, even though kind of the word was out that this would be Logan Paul. But nonetheless, like it's not like the crowd did not react to this. They did react to this angle. They,
0: they, I mean, they're 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 building the disappointment up to, you know, further heat up the uh, the Logan Paul appearance, aren't they? But yeah, like you're also, you know, <laughs> disappointing people by doing that. Uh, But all that said, like, yeah, it does feel like somewhat of a generic, you know, WrestleMania celebrity spot. Um, But I think WrestleMania at least needs one or two of these. And you're also talking about Logan Paul, who has a a very extensive reach to an audience that WWE, I'm sure, covets right now. So the integration makes sense to me. And I think, you know, as at least as far as like, you know, a, a generic celebrity WrestleMania appearance goes. I don't think you can really trust more people to handle something like this than The Miz, who I thought was great with these sort of celebrity angles. I like the teases, you know, um, in in terms of physical activity, I thought Logan Paul fit right in. Number one, he's, he's actually quite tall, so he towers over Ray. so I thought the line about him being short worked really well. And you got some physicality. That's called Kush Finale. I mean, this man's gonna have to take some classes in the PC because he <laughs> he turned away from the hard camera before delivering this move. So he's gonna get a talking to, I'm sure. But um but it's you know, it's it's a way to integrate a famous YouTube celebrity into WrestleMania
2: Alpha Academy did an interview about uh the potential of their tag title match becoming a triple threat in two weeks and their odds will go down with the more teams in the match. He said Otis doesn't like math. Apparently neither does WWE when they uh when they when they uh put together these uh their their odds of uh of I'd like winning to know what
0: the real statistics are. Like like can we calculate somebody's win loss percentage and somehow use that to calculate what actually how much their uh, their their chances of winning actually go down?
2: Someone should actually do do that, like based on win loss records.
0: <laughs> no, I, I would hate to task Brandon Thurston no, be, with, because with more in,
2: work. Yes, because in, in WWE's uh, WWE's uh, odds makers, they would not have had uh, Mike Tyson as a forty two to one favorite against Buster Douglas. It would have been 50-50. There's two guys <laughs> in the right. ring. <laughs> Only one of them can win. Yeah. Wait, the referee, is the referee uh, in on this? Because then it's a 33% chance that Mike Tyson could win this. Vegas would be a really interesting place. If Everyone is fights. completely We're equal. 50-50. No one's better or worse than anyone. Just your sheer yeah. presence ensures <laughs> your potential to win this. You could be, You could be in a coma, but if you're in the mm-hmm. ring, you have a 33% chance of winning. Pretty much, yeah veer mahan's coming to raw is he that was announced on the show yes veer mahan he's designated for raw way's favorite program rhea ripley and nikki ash Mm uh nikki screams about being a superhero she's hit with a headbutt byron notes that ripley keeps getting the best of nikki She even eliminated her in the Elimination Chamber match on Saturday. Yet we are still regurgitating this match for all it's worth. Uh, Rhea uh, just beat her up here. Nikki got upset, was attacked on the floor, and then hit with a head kick and riptide. 238, Rhea Ripley wins. As they were explaining that Ripley is uh, designing her road to WrestleMania, which uh, I don't know how that road is looking after Elimination Chamber. I'm sure she'll be on the card somewhere.
0: Well, I mean, of course, there's going to be another battle royal um, at the end of one of these cards, but they are giving like Rhea some some good push ahead of the chamber match and and continuing here that might lead me to think that she's going to actually get a significant singles match. It's just kind of hard for me to think who that might be right now because it seems like Alexa is going to be a baby face. And are there any other you know um uh wrestlers in the women's division that that feel like a big enough star to warrant a singles match right now?
2: I mean on SmackDown Sasha needs something.
0: Okay. Can they Yeah, of course they could cross over. But again like I guess it'll be a double babyface match, won't it?
2: Yeah. Um I mean it's 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 going to come down to like it seems like that is I I don't know if Rhea gets a singles match at at WrestleMania, but maybe not.
0: You know yeah. uh Rory in the chat is bringing up Asuka or Bailey or, or either of those names that you could see making a return in the next few weeks.
2: Um yeah, there there's that possibility for sure um Rhea Ripley and Oscar does nothing for me um neither Rhea Ripley and Bailey is an odd mix Um, yeah that
0: doesn't do much for me either I
2: like her going for the tag titles although you've just ended this team I I don't think that's all that like I I don't see Ripley being a major force on either of these nights maybe maybe you'll get Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley but this time on a on the biggest stage of them. okay for the final encounter um they recapped Lashley being removed from the uh Elimination Chamber, and this is when Saxton notes that if he clears concussion protocol, he gets a title match. <laughs> but in all likelihood, he won't, is what he said. <laughs> like, nice. it, it was pretty much clear that, okay, <laughs> probably not happening, but hey, <laughs> if you buy some, buy your tickets, I'm sure you won't refund them, even if Bobby can't do this match.
0: Well, what do you think they would do if, if I mean, if, if it's not going to be Lashley? Like, who's a big enough name?
2: Uh, then you probably throw like AJ Styles or someone to the Wolves. It's good. like who who else do you have on that that's that's there. Uh, like e. a Finn Balor, Big E, yeah, Big E could be in that that sacrificial role. Hmm. I mean, you could go from either roster. It's just it's 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 a house show, and you're feeding someone to Brock. Yeah, that's pretty hmm. much what it is. Damian Priest against Shelton Benjamin. Cedric Alexander was in the corner, nailed Priest with a kick on the floor behind the referee's back. Benjamin used an angle slam. And then a step up knee into a T-bone suplex for a two count. Priest comes back, choke slam, and reckoning to win the match. Um, Shelton got a, a, a bit here.
0: Yeah, they mentioned he was from nearby um, in South Carolina, so the, he got a bit. Yep. Um, Priest basically gets another
2: By win. By a bit, we mean three minutes and thirteen seconds, but it was which is bit. more than what he usually gets. Yes. Then Damian Priest. Got onto the microphone and he put over Benjamin as one of the few that will fight him like a man. And he has beaten athletes of his caliber before. I've beaten other champions. It's mania season and I want an opponent to match that caliber. So I'm volunteering my title in a match against someone of world championship caliber. I am Damian Priest, the United States champion. And who is going to take that away from me? Which, I mean, I think they really blew it with Goldberg's catchphrase because this is way more drawn out that this could have been Goldberg's signature every time. <laughs> Who's um, going to take this away from me because I'm Bill Goldberg, the United States champion.
0: I, think, I feel like they would play up like the dual personality thing a bit more with a catchphrase. Like um,
2: they really didn't, uh, they they didn't lean into the, the Damien slash priest thing
0: at all in this. They, they've really downplayed it. And I don't know if that's because they're they're saving it for maybe a big <laughs> re, big moment at WrestleMania when the Damien finally makes his return. But I mean the whole thing in his last few matches has been oh Dad, priest has really learned to control the his inner Damien lately, which which is the source of his uh success.
2: I guess. Maybe he's got his own lily. Yeah. Yeah, a little doll. Maybe he was th- seeing a therapist all this time. Maybe. So uh Finn Balor answers the challenge for next week and tells him to be careful what you wish for. So Finn Balor is so back maybe, to lose to Damian Priest next week.
0: Or maybe maybe the demon will come out. Oh my like god, we deep. have
2: we have four personalities between these two. That could mean <laughs> months of uh, every conceivable rematch.
0: They could have a four-way match, yeah. Uh
2: so there you know what? That that could totally be a direction where it's it could,
0: but the way they've treated the demon, are you kidding me? Like the demon is in need of rehabbing, you know, uh, and I don't mean, you know, the the whatever the the resuscitation that it was doing with the, its music uh, in that match against Roman Reigns. Like he, he he needs actually the demon actually needs some some wins. Valor needs some wins. I mean, they're talking to a guy that that's losing to Austin Theory right now.
2: Reggie comes out. As the new 24-7 champion, and he promises he will not be interrupted with any of the 24-7 shenanigans until all of this is out. I don't know how he can guarantee that. So he invites out Dana Brooke, and Dana Brooke has to, first of all, we got to confirm that Reggie and Dana Brooke have theme songs on this program. This was the historic note from episode 1500. So Dana Brooke comes out, and she has to convey that she is upset about what happened last week, losing her title, So as she walks out, she just stretches her arms out, like, what's going on? And then she walks around and she puts her arms out again. And then for a third time, she puts her arms out again. (laughs) And this was her way to convey, why did you beat me for the title last week, Reggie? This prestigious 24-7 title. I am angry. Reggie says, I cared for you. And dude, this crowd just ate this promo up with what chance? And says, maybe I cared for you more than just friends, but I lost sight of what was important. And I took the opportunity, but I felt bad all week about it. So I apologize, and I want to show you how I'm sorry. So he calls for a referee, and down lays Reggie. And the only thing I could think of is that there's a company in our lifetime that did this for their world championship on multiple <laughs> occasions, because it was just yeah. such an awesome idea. Let's do it a second time with Hulk Hogan.
0: Oh, I, I I mean, I, I, I've said it before. It actually was the moment that brought me back to wrestling. So, well, if you, inc- if you include the
2: it. finger poke with, with Halloween havoc and bash at the beach, God, did they get their mileage out of yeah. this this stuff? So Reggie lays down, Dana goes to pin him, but he kicks out. And he's just kidding around. Then he kicks out a second time. So Dana kisses him and this stuns him into being pinned and she covers him to win the title. Then the geeks run out. Truth is knocked to the floor. Dana sends Tozawa off the apron and is caught in the arms of Tamina and wants to kiss her. So she drops him and then they chase Dana and Reggie through the crowd. And we got, um, I'm, I'm once again, keeping my list as I always try at the beginning of the year, we'll see how long it lasts, but this is going down on my, my worst segment candidates right up there with Dan Lambert and Brandy Rhodes.
0: Very deserved. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one I would say hit, hit probably a very different nerve, you know, like the 24 seven division I think has largely been there. Like it's their Looney tunes division where they try to uh, replicate these sort of, what is it, uh, Pepe Le Pew types types of um, cartoons into into real-life performances from these terrible actors. And it's kind of what you got here. You know, maybe it might have been captivating for members of the crowd, but I think largely everybody just kind of groans at it. We're just kind of back to, you know, another status quo now of Dana running around with the belt, this time with Reggie defending her again. And and so what are we supposed to take away from this? You know, is is it that um, Reggie has now accepted being in the friend zone? And he's now willingly uh, protecting her? Or does he think because of the kiss that she's actually interested? And what type of messaging would that send? You know, if somebody rejects you, then just trick them into, you know, uh, covering you on national TV. And then, uh, I don't know. It's like, I I, I don't know if I enjoy any of this.
2: You know what I was saying after this segment? What's that? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God uh Bianca Belair comes out she's been working nonstop for this moment and you can't spell Wrestlemania without EST so Becky comes out she confirms you cannot spell Wrestlemania without EST she headlined the first Wrestlemania but Bianca says I did it better and Becky Becky has now had an uninterrupted title reign since Wrestlemania 35 so this has been a a three-year title reign that she is enjoying
0: and if she was pregnant while she was still champion. Does I mean, is, is, is her daughter part champion as well?
2: Um, yeah. In the lineage, yes. It sure. was all uninterrupted. So she brings up beating Bianca in 26 seconds at SummerSlam. And Belair says, I did what you told me. I went to the back of the line. I became the sole survivor at Survivor Series. And I won the Elimination Chamber. I never claimed to be a victim after SummerSlam. Becky says, I'm the victim. That people loved me before you showed up. And I loved Lita. Look what I did to her. And I despise you. And that's how this ended. Dewdrop came out for her match with Bianca Belair. So this was um it was a segment.
0: I-, I thought this the back and forth was good, you know, it built on the history between the two. And not just going back to SummerSlam, which, you know, Becky points to being her supervillain origin story. The the reason why she is she ended up being a heel is in at least through her rewriting, um because the switch on yeah her. yeah it's the it's the advertising so there you go yeah Uh but also not you know even going back further with the connection that both of these two are as she mentioned the two women who have won WrestleMania main events so I I think that all really makes it feel significant and they have six weeks to peak this thing which actually feels like an eternity so. I I hope they can peak it um enough uh, at the right time because with these rumble wins especially, um you you tend to have more time than than you actually need in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I I thought for for Bianca I I didn't have like much positive or negative to say about the promo but i thought the match they did a very good job here dewdrop is a great opponent for bianca Belair, air mm-hmm. and i think dewdrop has done very good in this in this heel role which was very abrupt when they turned her and you know i think she is she's become like she like she's a great opponent for especially bianca Belair. air like these two seem to have a very good chemistry she,
0: yeah she kind of fulfills the the role of of the big show for you know uh, somebody like a john cena who if you want an impressive f u to send john cena into a world title championship match then dewdrop is there and and in fact i i think if we're talking about sort of like the 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 monsters of the division i mean i i i think she's a far better in ring replacement for anaya jacks
2: i i think so too um there was a handspring that knocked dewdrop off the apron to the floor and then uh, was hit with a cross body, and Becky uh, stands up. She's on commentary, and Belair gets into her face, turns around, and is hit with a running cross body from Dewdrop. Cannonball gets cut off with a spine buster. Uh, they were showcasing a lot of power here from Air. She hits the handspring moonsault. Leapfrog out of the corner and bel-air hits a vertical suplex. And the crowd's reacting to this. She's caught with a Michinoku driver, uh, with Dewdrop getting a two count and then climbs the turnbuckle and gets stopped. And Bel Air lifts her out of the corner with a power bomb before setting her up for the KOD out of the corner. Big reaction when she finally hit this. And they milked it for a great uh pop here at the end as Bel Air pins Dewdrop. So it's a match that they've done many times, but the result of that is that they're very good together. I thought this and the crowd, like they really got into this.
0: I mean, they can run this back like for the next five weeks, just have Bel Air. They might like, way, KOD her. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was a really good showcase for Bianca that I think followed up the, the chamber win really well. He, she's gotten really good over the past year of developing her routine in, in the ring. Mm-hmm. I think better certainly than when she actually had her title run. Everything she does in the ring, I think, looks really good. It's flashy enough to get a reaction, whether it be due to, you know, her flips or her charisma or her very impressive strength. And the crowd is, you know, when because the story started way back in SummerSlam and because I think most of us saw the direction that it was going into. You you definitely run the risk of either the crowd losing interest in Bianca in that time, or maybe them thinking of it as so predictable, like you know, often was the case with Roman Reigns when he was a babyface, that they just didn't accept it. But that's not happened with Bianca a- at all. I think they the crowd wants her as much as they did, you know, the night of SummerSlam when she lost it. So they're they're heating
2: her back up and this crowd was is more than ready for it. Edge returned. He came out. And he gets into the ring. He sits down in his seat and says that you can smell WrestleMania. I don't know what that smell is. Probably like smoke from the sign. Yeah, it was It was probably a terrible smell a few weeks ago at the Rumble. He mentions WrestleMania 3 and listening to the radio for results from the matches and hearing that Andre the Giant had been slammed and defeated by Hulk Hogan. I wonder what he was listening to. Yeah, what station would have had that result? I don't know. You think, you think it would have CFRB? been like, a, um, maybe, uh, maybe after like uh, traffic on the ones on <laughs> six eighty. You know uh, what he was listening to?
0: Q. The Edge.
2: Yeah. Um. It w- it wouldn't have been the Edge at that point, though.
0: Oh, okay, you're right. TKLN. I'm sorry. CFNY. CFNY. Yeah, you're right. Yes. But he's in Orangeville. So I don't know if I don't know what
2: I don't know what signal he was getting up there. <laughs> I think he would have gotten like uh well it, it would it would it would depend maybe on the uh what the weather was like on March 29th of that year. But uh yes, he was listening to the radio and notes how like his history at WrestleMania. He was brought as a talent for the first time to a WrestleMania at WrestleMania 14 in 1998, and it took him two years to get a match on the show. He did appear. Uh, at Wrestlemania 15 but didn't have a match and then he had to take all the risks to advance his career in that match in 2000 and then every year he would have to outdo himself and in 2001 at Wrestlemania 17 faced two of the best teams of all time and they stole the show and he gave a mention here to Devon Dudley who had recently had a uh, spinal surgery then then he uh, he skipped over the infamous uh, shampoo match with Booker T. <laughs> that didn't, didn't make this. That that oh, didn't well. make the cut. Uh, and then he goes straight to uh, winning the Money in the Bank, putting Mick Foley through a flaming table. Um, main event against the Undertaker. Skip a couple more years, and we go to WrestleMania 27 on this week's Rewind Away uh, against Alberto and retiring as champion and busted his ass for ten years to come back and main evented last year. And he uh, he didn't make mention of how last year fared, and he was uh, stacked on top and pinned by Roman Reigns with Danielson.
0: Well, you only have so much TV time, John. You know,
2: I'm you got to sure. you got to make creative uh, cuts. Yeah, so we didn't. Yeah. What did we miss here? We didn't get the Shampoo match. We didn't get the uh, the Jericho match in Phoenix, and we didn't get um uh, the the Cena Big Show classic three way match in Houston. Nor the Randy
0: did. Orton uh, empty arena.
2: <laughs> oh yeah you're right yeah that was uh, a terrible thing yeah well that was a sensitive topic so there you go that was uh you know he condenses this. this was this was a very good promo it like, was great put, putting over like this was to me like the most effective promo on the whole show that made wrestlemania feel like a big show and whatever match this guy's going to be in feels special like i i thought this was the best promo on the on the show by leaps and bounds for he his, said, Yeah, please, please go ahead. Uh, He goes on. He just says that every year he dreams about being on WrestleMania to soak in all the energy from you so that I can be phenomenal. And this led to a light AJ chant. And he says he steps up to the challenge every year. I need WrestleMania. And you can't call it stupendous without me. WrestleMania needs edge. And he's throwing down the gauntlet to everyone in the locker room. And need someone to step up to prove yourself against the person who is still the best and a certifiable legend. I'll make you live forever. Mm. Man's a uh, living embodiment of uh, Tuck Everlasting. You ever read that book? No, No. have um, The one thing I'll say here is that you're doing a storyline with Kevin Owens who is desperate to get on this card and is trying to find a way onto WrestleMania. Why, why would no one be coming out to take up this, this incredible opportunity for a match at WrestleMania with Edge? Like, I understand you have a story to play out here, but it would make no sense to me that no one would come out immediately to answer this and book this spot at WrestleMania. The whole show is based around everyone wants to get on the card at WrestleMania.
0: I mean, you might get that starting next, next Monday, at least for Kevin Owens. Um, he was getting ready for a main event. he had other plans. You know, he promised Seth, hey, I'm I'm, I'm in this with you. We're going to be a tag team getting to WrestleMania. We we got to win tonight's match.
2: Then we got to wait two weeks to be in a triple threat to win the tag titles and then get a match at WrestleMania. Or I could just hit my music.
0: Listen, he's committed to this team, to this plan. So he had to
2: see it through. But he's a great friend then because he just blew a singles match with, with Edge. He was just waiting here for anybody. No one in the locker room wanted to take him up. Omos was probably like running and the segment was over by the time he got there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like you,
2: anyway, like we'll, we'll see next
0: week if they drag this thing out and see if like, you know, a, a bunch of people come out, but I mean, the, the clear tease is AJ styles. And even though I think a Cody match would be of course, very interesting. I mean, in ring, I'd actually be a lot more interested in edge versus AJ, um, especially on a WrestleMania stage. That sounds, sounds
2: I know tremendous. that people want to, to see that match and it'd probably be a great match, but to me, it's like, you're not going anywhere with AJ. AJ is in the role he's in. And to me, mm-hmm. Cody coming in needs a big program and you're not getting Roman Reigns. It's like a lot of the big names are going to be tied up. Edge, I think, is a is a great positioning for Cody to come in and it feels like a big singles match for him. And he's, you know, what you're putting into him, like he is leaps and bounds a higher priority than an AJ Styles, which for the night will be a great match. But what, what are you building with, with an AJ beyond... Wrestlemania. Yeah, sure. I
0: you know, until I think we until I actually hear about Cody Rhodes officially signing to the WWE from a reliable source, I I I can see the WWE committing to the WrestleMania card that they've already set rather than, you know, breaking promises that they've made to people that they're, you know, whoever is going to be um on the show will no longer be on the show because we recently signed a member of the competition. I mean, obviously for business it would probably be the right thing to do, but I I also know that this is a company that probably likes to, <laughs> at least for WrestleMania, commit to what what they have set out to do, uh, writing you know weeks of story and television uh, leading to it. So I I I'm I at this point I might not be like as hopeful that Cody would even get a match. I mean he might get an appearance, but you know especially when it comes to like this Edge story. If they've already planned weeks in advance, you know, for an AJ Styles match, I don't see them breaking it. It, it, it kind of re- actually reminds me a whole lot of like, you know, the Taker Triple H build for WrestleMania 27, when I think everybody was hoping for Sting to show up as Taker's opponent and they had committed to, to Triple H.
2: Final match was Randy Orton and Riddle against Owens and Rollins with clean shaven Randy Orton. The mustache is gone. So maybe Cody is coming back with the mustache and Orton had to get rid of it this week.
0: Interesting. Okay.
2: Owens saves Rollins from being dropped onto the desk. So in turn, Orton just lifts up Orton or Owens to drop him on the desk. And then Rollins attacks him, sets up the break. Rollins hits a double stomp on riddle. Then he's hit with the swan Tom by Owens, but he still kicks out. Orton gets the tag. He goes for the double draping DDT. Rollins escapes, So Owens is hit with it blocks an RKO, Riddle comes in, and Orton stomps, uh, Owens stomps Riddle's foot as Orton is sent to the floor and hit with the stomp. So he's kind of taken out of things. Floating bro onto Owens, and then Rollins comes in. There's an RKO to Owens, and he catches it, sends him to Rollins, who uses a buckle bomb, stunner, stomp, and Rollins pins Riddle. So they put over Rollins and Owens in pretty strong fashion here, and it now leads to a three-way match in two weeks time with alpha academy and rk bro Mm -hmm.
0: well first of all this i thought this match was great really just like wonderful beat by beat big move after big move um i think especially for like the third hour you need this these sort of high-paced matches to um send the crowd home happy and um i don't give a shit who wins these tag titles it's it's really not a very compelling um division i would say at all but you know anytime they like throw big names into the mix, like this close into WrestleMania, it, it does lead me to think that they're, they're probably in this match for a reason. And, and I could see their plans being actually giving them the uh, Owens and Rollins, the tag team titles to defend at WrestleMania.
2: All right. So there you go. That was, that was raw. And I guess we've got the announcement of the Ms. Logan Paul match with the Mysterio. So that's the update on the WrestleMania front edge versus TBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a, uh, that was the major news coming out of the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I thought, you know, strong follow up for Bianca Belair coming off of the chamber. You had um, some news for the MSG show with Brock Lesnar in there um, mm-hmm. and some actual bills for Ciampa versus Ziggler on NXT, which surprised me. And uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I actually felt like it was um, a newsworthy
2: and, you know, watchable edition of Raw. It was a great 90-minute show. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, one other thing to note here, um, just a correction from earlier, the Coca-Cola Coliseum, at least on their website, they are listing Trish to host the Toronto show a- as well. So it, it could be a case where she's ending up doing both Kitchener and Toronto. We will see.
0: Sure. Okay.
2: I'm just, I'm just bringing that up to Speedway to, to let you know about this, uh, this Toronto house show at the end of March.
0: I mean, it is significant. It's the first house
2: show in Toronto in quite some time. So, Yes. yeah. And they are advertising Riddle, Seth freaking Rollins, and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. So this does need some updating. Yeah, I don't think he's making this one. No, uh, nor is the WWE Championship involved with either of these three.
0: I don't think Brock's showing up either. Yeah. No, probably not. I don't (laughs) know if he's uh, he's coming to his home country, no less. He does have uh, a passport, I would hope. Yeah.
2: Uh, we do have some feedback uh, for Raw, so uh, we go to Kate from Montreal. I'm not sure Vince would be happy about this, but the RK Bro Alpha Academy Street Profits and now Owens and Rollins—it's the best. Uh, the tag team division is low-key the best thing on Raw every week. It feels like the bright spot in terms of in-ring work and storyline. It's 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 a great mixture of teams. I'm I'm a big fan of Chad Gable just uh, in terms of like kind of his breakout performances here. Like he's always been a very very good wrestler but now he has something of of substance and yeah these these four you can mix and match and it's going to provide uh pretty good matches every time out
0: it's good in ring quality it's good sure like if you're talking like interpersonal relationships between the the team members yeah sometimes it makes for interesting tv but To me, the thing that's lacking is like a desire for these championship titles, which I I don't think I mean, maybe it's more of a problem with the history of the booking of the division itself, where I I just don't think the belts feel very strong. And even if you do win the championships, it does not necessarily mean you are a big part of the show. In fact, it just kind of like relegates you to to the mid card, um, like any other championships other than the world and the universal. So uh, maybe that maybe that's a thing uh, that I feel about it. All right, finally, we got Anthony, who says, I know there are heavy rumors of Cody going back to the WWE, but considering the rumored reasons for his AEW departure, would it not make more sense for him to go to the NWA? It is very reminiscent of his father's style of old-school throwback wrestling and more serious promos. He could be the world champion and have a very heavy influence on the creative and talent. NWA would be a lower-scale production to AEW, but might be more creatively fulfilling for him. Or who is booking New Japan strong? That's another option where Cody could have much more control and something New Japan may be willing to give the guy who helped start a revolution who could also help him them break into the North American market. WWE just seems like the worst option for him unless it's for lots of money or a creative role in NXT, which I can't see happening.
2: I, I cannot see those options being viable at this stage of his career at the age of
0: He's 36. not leaving AEW in the TBS Go Big show and his reality show on TBS... To book a show on YouTube, um, it's just not happening. I I think I, I do believe that part of the reason why he he may have left might be due to lack of creative control. But I don't think he cares about creative control that much to lose that much visibility for his career. Um, I just don't think it's a viable option. Nor is New Japan strong. Um, I think it's just too too small scale for him. But I mean, can you see him going to any other option but the WWE, John?
2: Uh, fr- frankly no not not right now um long term um you know going to you know d- do something more outside of the box, sure, but at, at this stage of his career like i i think if you if you look at certain performers um and i would certainly put Cody in this list, i think the idea of succeeding in w w e at the at the highest level is something that is is meaningful that if if you can go in there and prove a lot of people wrong um and go back there with the way he left. Like I, I always envisioned that you know there, there are going to be some who they do not need that to to be at the, to be satisfied with their careers. I look at Cody as someone that does does want that in his career. So I, I think right now I, I could not see anywhere else but WWE. Yeah, unless it was like completely getting out of of wrestling for something completely out of left field, but no WWE to me seems like the only destination.
0: Do you completely rule out a potential return to AEW after all of this? No,
2: not absolutely. I mean, I mean like, like now. Oh, Oh, you mean like they, they settle things and come back. Um, no, I I don't see that one happening. Hmm. I don't think, I don't think you, you allow him to leave. If if that was the case that you were so that, that's something what would have changed in the last week?
0: Well, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, the part of the negotiation was TK was willing to offer so much and Cody was only, was willing to only accept this much. And maybe, maybe your negotiations change. Maybe, you know, maybe you break up with, with the, with the girlfriend. And then after at some point you're, you're, you know, split apart and you realize, you know what? Um, I miss this person. Um, I'm willing to compromise.
2: There, there's yeah. no way you put out those public statements, if there's any chance of a reconciliation that there is somewhere that we can meet in the middle. Like that is, that is the last, like, remember, this deal ended the end of the year. So we're, we're talking about all like a month and a half of these negotiations. And it mm-hmm. obviously hit a point where th- there was, there was nothing. And and that also tells you that it, it wasn't just this idea that the contract was done and we couldn't work together. Like they, they shot the angle with Brandy like they were. It was not like, hey, let's just shelve you until we have these deals sorted out like Cody was on TV. They get they did get the title off of him. So that's that's telling. But with Brandy, like they had shot an angle that they now have to drop cold that they were building up with Paige Van Zandt. So mm-hmm. there had to have been at least the optimism that they were going to get somewhere that you were going to shoot this angle on TV that is is not going to pay off in any way
0: and with like you know the at least the rumored positivity coming off of uh, you know some of the, at least the some of the departures that are attached to, to the roads um i don't necessarily see them like gaining the same level of power even if they did return
2: yeah it, it's hard to say like the idea of cody you know, in, in four years going back to AEW, I could, I could very well see that. And you have no it's idea. The same spot? It's, it's so hard to predict what, what is AEW in four years. They may be, they may, might sign some incredible television deal. In in two years, and they're just a different level of company. They could also be in a in a situation where they're right now they're looked at this growth company, and maybe they hit the ceiling and they are not where they are of what their projected five-year plan is. And they really need something. And Cody coming back means a whole lot as sort of the the guy, the 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 founder, one of the you know, founding members that left that comes back home. Uh, I totally could see something like that happening. The idea of them having you know, I, I think you could certainly look like his power was diminished in this in this last one. I don't see him necessarily coming back and it's, um, you know, you, you just hand over booking power to a Cody Rhodes. But again, we're, we're talking years down the road where a million things could happen. So there you go. Um, That's all the feedback. So thank you for posting it. You can always leave it at forum.postwrestling.com. Again, we're back on Tuesday, live at 1 Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be doing the post-daily news show, catching up on all of the latest news. And then Tuesday night, rewind away, number 104. We are going through WrestleMania 27. That will be exclusive to all members at postwrestlingcafe.com. $6 gets you in the door. Access to all of our bonus shows all of our archives and uh lots coming up we will uh i know that way is working on something big it's stupendous been in- yes something stupendous so uh stay stay alert for that but uh we have a big month coming up discussing uh plans yeah long term plans
0: sure yeah april is going to be a big one it's um it's wrestlemania week of course we'll probably have a lot of exclusive content for patrons and then uh, even the return of uh, some MCU reviews coming up uh, in April. So jump in now. And uh, yeah, March, I think we'll will bring some interesting changes as well.
2: Yes, yes. Way and I may even have some time to talk in March. So look mm-hmm. out for that. Uh, all of your schedule, shows, everything can be found at postwrestling.com. And that is going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening to Rewind a Raw.